Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I am the tailfin road locomotive. You can polish my chrome so clean. We can fly off into the sunset together. Rusty old American dream still running. Rusty old American dream. And we intend to help you keep it running thanks to the help we get each week from Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Morning, Dan. Good to see you. Good morning. Good to see you. you were, Thank you. You were away for a few days, but it's good to have you back. We had to figure that out, didn't we? We did. <laughs> Neither it's one like... of us could remember. <laughs> My goodness. That's like, pretty bad. Like, what did we have for lunch yesterday? <laughs> but Dan has helped us out here on CCO for many years. We, we keep saying it's around 20, so give or take. If you have a car care question, well, Dan will take it either by phone, and I see a line is open if you want to fill it, 651-989-9226. Uh, we're already getting text messages, Dan, and that number is 81807 for your car care questions text-wise, 81807. Before we pick up on that, uh, let, let's talk a little bit. We mentioned it before when you were here a couple of weeks ago about the snow tires, getting those off. I would say look at the forecast. It's probably a good idea. I think it's time. Yeah. You know, the uh, the chances of us having a significance, well, it's, although it's still very possible, oh, yeah, yeah. but not likely. And uh, at like on a day like today, when the when the weather's warm and the roads are warm, that's very hard on the on the snow tires because they're real soft. They're right? very soft compound, and they and they don't do well in the heat. So, uh, if you know, if, if you drive up north, uh, if you have a cabin or something, and you're still traveling up north, you might want to wait a few more weeks. But but if you stay local here, it's probably time to get those get off. those off. Yeah. Uh, and what about checking tires? I noticed on a, on your site website that uh, they're advi- you're advising folks to check your tires, you know, for where. How do you? How does one do that? Well, you know, we have a, a a fancy little gauge that we stick in the tread of the tire and just measure it. And at two thirty seconds of an inch, which is, uh, I think, on a coin, if you can see the head of, on a penny, if you can see the head on of the of the president on the penny then they're illegal actually oh really they're so they're so So worn they're so far worn that that you really can't drive on them or shouldn't drive Mm. on them although i've never heard anybody get in trouble for that and there's a term called cupping too isn't cupping is yeah that's more of a suspension thing oh i see and a lack of rotation if you uh that's actually why we rotate tires as often as we do and if the tires start to cup uh they won't stop you can't you can't get that back out of it again and uh and it creates that that humming noise that you used to hear with old snow tires. Oh yeah, uh, sure. And so that uh, yeah, that cupping you do not want to get you do not want to let it get started. And many 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 of the manufacturers, because the oil change intervals are a little longer, five or seven thousand miles, they recommend rotating tires every time you change the oil. Really? So, okay. Yeah. And I concur. I think that that's true. While it's some additional expense along the way, the tires last a lot longer. And uh, so I think it's a, it's good, also it's, it's also service. a good value. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Good good performance, more and, efficient, and a good value. 
Very good. So check those tires. Uh, there's a line open, 651-989-9226. Becky is calling from Coon Rapids first up here. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Good morning. I have a 2000 SL1 Saturn that has about 145,000 um, miles on it, and it's idling really rough. And we have replaced the spark plugs, replaced the plug wires, cleaned the PCV valve, cleaned the throttle body, um, it put a scanner on it, and there are no codes at all. Um, do you have any ideas of what to check next? Well, if it's not, uh, if there's no codes, that's interesting, because if it's idling rough, uh, if it's truly idling rough, there should be some codes. And um, so that's curious why that would happen. Sometimes we have found that uh, maybe a motor mount on the on the vehicle has uh, worn out to where the where the engine is actually settled down on the frame of the car, and maybe you think that it, it feels like it's idling rough, and maybe it's really not. You know what I mean? The 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 motor is supposed to be suspended on rubber mounts, and if those rubber mounts have collapsed or broken, then uh, you're actually feeling the engine in the car and, and you're not supposed to mm. be they're supposed to be dampened. Is that hard to find Don't no it's no. very easy with uh you know i think a, a, a professional should should know all about that but uh, if there was a serious mechanical or or ignition or uh, computer problem the uh the computer would know that and and uh and there, you know the information should be there and one other thing that you could do is is you know when you bring it in to have that check because you'll probably have to get some help with that have somebody just put it on the computer and, and see exactly what's going on with all the different sensors um, and be sure that the computer is actually, you know, measuring everything properly. Okay. But but usually, okay, something like, so usually something like that is not hard to find. I think it's just time you take it in and get a little professional help. Or if they did, maybe try another shot. Try another shot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good luck, Becky. Dennis is calling from Vadnais Heights with a question. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Uh, I called last week. Well, my 2010 F-150 with a 5.4-liter motor, and they replaced my flywheel, and uh, it's acting up again. And they're telling me now that uh, the thrust bearings are going out on my, on my crankshaft, causing uh, misalignment or whatever. Um, is that something that uh, sounds right to you guys? Or? Well, that could be very possible. How many miles are on it? 91,000. Yeah, and, and the... The flex plate or the flywheel was broken. Is that what they're work? Is that why they replaced it? There's a section of about five inches where the teeth were, oh, maybe a third of the way gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's doing it again. Yeah, and quickly. How long? How long ago did you have it repaired? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I I guess I can't say for sure that it's the thrust bearings, but that should not have happened. I mean, it it happened originally because. The starter and the uh, flex plate or flywheel were not aligned properly, and that's what ground off the teeth. And if that's uh, if it if it's happened again, assuming that the starter drive is coming out as far as it's supposed to be, and assuming that they installed the right flex plate and that it was tight when they installed it, then obviously something's happening and something's moving, and those the starter and the and the flex plate are not. Uh, aligning properly and that's what's grinding the teeth off so mm. i think that if you're dealing with a reputable professional shop they probably know what they're talking about and they're probably right okay so good chance that that could be good luck with that dennis 
We need to take a break, Dan, but we have more show to come. Dan will be here till about 745, so don't wait. If you have a car care question, you want to get a little answer before you bring it into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, by all means, call us or text us, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. We're going to pick up on those text messages when we come back. Here on 830-WCCO, temperature at 45, heading for 75. You're listening to News Radio 830 WCCO, live from the Carrier Cooling Studio. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this portion of our car care show here on 830 WCCO. Denny, along with Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician, Bennett Lloyd's Automotive, for how many years now? Uh, 27. Wow. Like okay. 20, I don't know. 20, well, it's in more the 20s. Than 20. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's here now helping you out. Where, now, where are you guys located there? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. Great shopping, great coffee shops. There's a lot to do while yeah. you get your car serviced. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we take uh, uh, oil change appointments on the hour every hour. And so it's pretty easy to kill an hour on Grand Avenue I bet. waiting for your car to get us, get an oil change. It's a great place. But you have a phone number and a website. We do, too. yeah. Our phone is 651-228-1316. And our uh, website is lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. You're going to be there today? I am. Well, for a little while. It's a pretty nice day. I don't know. I, I, I walked <laughs> You'll be in, on your bike. <laughs> I walked in this morning and didn't even have a jacket on which was on the bubble but uh, yeah but it's pretty nice out already but you guys are open till noon I yeah think, we're right? open till noon yeah. today yeah all right let's put you back to work here dan uh, text came in 11 hours ago oh nice uh i have it says an 11 year old car i only put 2500 miles per year driving it it has 45,000 miles can plugs go bad with age versus mileage no but uh actually Plugs don't go bad anymore. <laughs> even changed. even when we change them with a with a hundred thousand miles on them, which you have to do. Yeah. Um, but even you know, take them out and look at them. The the little platinum tips are still uh, great. I mean, they're just fine. But but the two the two things happened. One is uh, the plugs get stuck in the heads. Oh yeah. You know, they're two different kinds of metals, and uh, given enough time. They get stuck in there, and you're not going to get them out. So, and and especially on a low mileage car like that, because it can develop this ring of carbon uh, at the bottom of the plug, and then as you pull the plug out, that ring of carbon comes with it and ruins the threads on the way out, and Yo. and so that can cause trouble. So, uh, to answer the question, the plugs would be just fine, but you need to take them out and okay. replace them just because they're too old and they've been in there too long. Very good, and yeah, they need to be inspected. You know that that when we when we take a spark plug out of the out of the vehicle, that's a telltale sign of what's going on inside that cylinder. Both the color of, of the of the spark plug, the residue that's that's on mm-hmm. it, and so forth, tells us if there's any oil happening in there, if there's any uh, antifreeze getting in there, or what if it's firing properly, whatever's going on. Uh, that tells a lot. It tells a lot, and 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 we need to know that too on an aging car. All right, let's go back to the phones. Doug is uh, calling from North St. Paul. Doug, you're on with Dan. Yes. Go ahead, Doug. Good morning. Yes, I have a 2001 Chevy F10 pickup with a V6 motor in it, uh, about 100,000 miles on it, and I'm getting an error code on the dash for the air injection pump. Mm -hmm. Is that something I can change myself? I'm not even sure where it's located. (laughs) You can, uh, but if I were you, I would get some more 
information on that before you do because it it could it's it's not necessarily the pump that has failed it could be that you know there's valves and solenoids that are allowing air to move with that air injection pump and what the air injection injection pump does is uh, pump adi- additional air into the exhaust system so that the catalytic converter the catalyst part of the car uh, mm-hmm. comes on faster and is more efficient um so it's safe to drive it's not going to cause failure but it's also uh, causing emission problems if, right, if right. we had emission testing here you would not pass with that so yep. do you um, know where it's located even well some of them are electric usually they're on the front of the engine some of them are electric driven and some of them are belt driven uh more commonly nowadays they're getting uh, I don't know, oh, one yeah, that might be that might still be belt driven. It might be old enough to where a, a fan belt goes to it, and uh, right. drive drives it that way. But at any rate, there's more to it, and and actually more commonly, it's not the pump itself that fails. It's the it's one of the uh, solenoids or one of the valves or solenoids that open and close to allow the air to flow properly. All right, very good. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, you Doug. Good luck with that. Uh, let's go to Albert Lee. I think uh, Al has been waiting there. Al, you on CCO with Dan? Yeah. Uh, I've got a 2008 Saturn deal with a 3.5. The warmer the weather, the more it dies when it's idling. You've still got all your lights and everything, but it won't turn over for five minutes. And then it'll start up and uh, run like a new one. Yeah. Uh, Wintertime, it never bothers when it's cold. It's just what the hotter the weather, the... And it only, only does it when it's idling. You know, uh, hot trouble or, or uh, trouble related to heat is usually electrical. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, and the fact that, that after it stalls, it won't restart makes me think that something's happening with, uh, you know, the the fuel pump relay or or something like that is uh, is is cutting out when it gets hot. And so you're probably going to have to get some help on this. And what we would do if the car was at our shop, we'd put a whole bunch of different uh, test equipment on it, one for fuel pressure, one as a spark indicator, one to see what's happening with the uh, fuel injectors. Uh, we'd hook up the scan tool to the car and then get it to fail. And when it's in the, in, when it's in the mode where it won't start, then we've got all the information there. We can crank it and see what ingredient is missing. And once we know what ingredient's missing, then uh, then we can uh, get after it. You know, uh, things like a cam sensor or a crank sensor, some of that sort of stuff, uh, will cause that type of problem, that intermittent type of problem. And, and of course, when as they get heated up, that's when they fail more commonly. So I think you should take it in for a little professional help, and and it would probably save you money in the long run. Good. Dan, hang on. We'll uh, take a quick break here. We'll have uh, more car care. So Dan will be here till about 7.45. So don't wait. If you have a quick question, you can send a text, and we're going to get back to the text messages. That number is 81807, or call us at 651-989-9226. 45 is the temp, heading for 75 later today. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our car care show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. And Dan... Well, Dan's going to be here for about eight minutes, eight more minutes or so, and I want to get as many uh, questions answers as we can. Uh, Doug in the, the center is first up here on the phone. Go ahead, Doug. Thank you. How are you doing this morning? Good. 
I've got a 2005 Chevy Impala, and the speedometer uh, always goes up to 110, no matter how fast you're driving. Yeah. You know, for us, that's a pretty easy test. Um, what we do is we simply hook up our scan tool to the car, and if the scan tool reads accurately, then we know that the problem is in the instrument cluster itself, and that's on that particular car that's actually very common and most likely where the problem is. And if you take it into your shop, they'll remove that instrument cluster. There's places in town that uh, do repairs and and rebuilding on your cluster, so they'll send it out, have it repaired, put it back in, and you'll be good as new. All right, so good. that's probably what you're looking at. It's good news, Doug. John and Bram is next up here. John, you're on CCO with Dan. Hi, how you guys doing this morning? Good, good thank you. Good, I got a question for you. I'm working on a Ford 2002 uh, Ford Explorer four-wheel drive. It was my, it's my son's vehicle, long story short. He blew the motor. Uh, we're attempting to pull the motor out this weekend. And what I'm seeing is um, very difficult uh, to get this motor out. And my question is, should I just leave the transmission hooked to the engine and take it off of the transaxle and pull the whole thing out? Or should I attempt to try to get this motor unbolted from the transmission and just pull just the motor out? Yeah, you know, not often is it... Uh is it possible to get them all out in one piece? In other words, you can't you can't pull the engine far enough forward and up high enough to maneuver it to to uh, allow that to happen. Maybe, you know it it might be possible, but it would require so, so much disassembly on the front of the vehicle. You know the radiator, the air conditioning, um, um, uh, uh, condenser, and you know, the bumpers and all that sort of stuff that oftentimes it turns into more work than it would be to actually get under there and, and separate the engine from the transmission. So um, I don't know specifically on that car without looking at it, but I can tell you that if it was in our shop, we would separate them and uh, bring out and take just the engine out. All right. Very good. Not to mention yes, that whole assembly, the engine, the transfer case, the transmission, that's really heavy. And I bet it, it, it gets is. it gets kind of frightening to uh to to maneuver with that and, and to work with that. Wow. So thank you, John. Let's uh take our final call from uh, Shar in Apple Valley. Good morning, Shar. Good morning, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just have a quick question. I have a two thousand and nine Camry. I have uh uh hundred and forty six thousand miles on it. And my question is this when I push down on the gas the heat comes out just fine. When I'm not pushing on the gas, then the heat goes cold. I'm wondering if my thermostat is going out. Probably not. It's probably not your thermostat. You have a you have a uh, a, a poor flow for some reason. There's not there's not enough coolant going through the uh, heater core, and quite commonly that could be just the heater core itself. What I'd recommend is that you take it into your shop and ask them to back flush the heater core and see if that helps. Uh, if it does, then you know that, the, that that's the culprit. But, but if it was the, uh, if it was the thermostat, uh, adding extra, adding additional flow would not do a lot of good. Uh, I think what's wrong or, or uh, adding temperature, uh, the flow would not do a lot of good. So I think the fact that it gets better with more flow 
uh, makes me think that you have a something not 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 pumping correctly. Okay, bring it in. Yeah, bring it in. All right, we're almost out of time, Dan. I want to grab as many text messages as we can, and then I'll save the rest till next week. What do you say? Great. All right. Uh, twenty ten town and country three point eight motors starts right up. Has a slight miss. One hundred twenty five thousand miles. Any quick guesses there? Well, I'm assuming if it if it actually does have a misfire, they check engine lights on, and that's what we would use to to get our information as to what cylinder it is, and and then get after it from there. But but uh, if it's if it's been forever since you had the spark plugs and the spark plug wires and so forth changed, then that's a good place to start. Is do a basic tune up, and uh, if that takes care of it, great. If not, at that point, you'll have to get some help. Okay. Took my 2004 Grand Marquis in for a coolant problem. That got fixed, but cool air does not come out on the top vents. They said that's another job. What does that involve, and why wouldn't that have been fixed initially? Love well, your show. That is another job. It is. If they didn't know about it, then that that's why it didn't yeah. get fixed. But, sure. Yeah. But uh, um, that you know that the all the modes are controlled on on a 04 is there's probably electric motors that switch all of the doors that control where the air flows and whether it's warm or cold. And either one of those motors is not moving like it's supposed to or the door itself is broken. And uh, actually on that model car, we've seen that quite frequently where one of the plastic doors is broken actually and, and it's not capable of turning. So if you bring it back to the shop, I'm sure they would be glad to look at it for you and uh, tell you what the story is. But I, I have an idea that that they're going to tell you that it's a it's a big deal that would involve taking the whole dash apart to get the heater box mm. out of the car. Job, yeah. I'm going to save these texts. We have time for one more, I think, Dan, and you can uh, complete the, maybe be the middle guy here for this spouse spousal argument. Oh. My spouse and I in disagreement. I say change oil every five thousand in our 2014 Lexus RX. Spouse says since it's synthetic oil, it can go ten thousand. Your thoughts? Well, they're both right. You can it 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 will go ten thousand if you're comfortable doing that. I'm not. Uh, I would change it at five thousand for a couple of reasons. One is not that the oil, not that the synthetic oil breaks down, but it still gets dirty, and the filter gets dirty. Mm -hmm. So I'm not comfortable running an oil filter ten thousand miles. So I would change it at five. Uh, I have a this will probably be our last one. I have a, a twenty oh seven Lexus and the VSC indicator light goes on and off periodically. This has happened over the past six months. I've noticed no problem with the engine or driving performance. Very frustrating. I don't know what that is. Well, if you take it in and and have have the uh, have them scan the uh, computer, okay. they'll get a code out of there and it'll be very you know, go from the there. fact that the light was on means that a code will be stored and and. And they'll get the information, and it'll be clear what they need to do with it. We'll save the rest till you come back next week. What Sounds good. All right, how do Sounds we get in good. touch with Lloyd's? Give us a call. We're at 651-228-1316. Uh, find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or come on over, 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Excellent. See you one week from today. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Stay tuned next for our Wine Chat with Jack Farrell here on 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.